Hi everyone, it's Amber Love, and today is um, another special video episode, different from the usual podcast for Vodka O'Clock. And um, so I just want to talk about what I got to do today. But before I do that, of course, remind everybody to go to patreon.com slash amberunmasked, and you can sponsor the show and the website for as little as a dollar a week. And um, today, what I'm going to talk about uh, regarding the conference is going to be, it's typical me. So there's going to be um, good things and bad things and funny things and sad things just to describe my day and hang hang in there with me, okay, because I'm home, everything's fine. This is just, um, I, I don't know, I just like to share stuff about the way that I have my own experiences with anxiety. So, um, and I do that because there's other people out there around the world, wherever you are, and if you go through anything remotely like I do, just, you know, know that there's other people out there. So, um, today I drove down, it was, um, my birthday's August 11th, so my folks gave me the money to sign up for the Crime Academy. And it's called Deadly Inc. It was held, like I said, in New Brunswick at the Hyatt. And um, it was partially sponsored by, I guess, the Mystery Writers of America and also Sisters in Crime. So, I, And I think a couple of other organizations. So um, it's all three days of the weekend, including some banquets and awards and stuff. So the only thing that I went to was a um, two different classes held today. And... It's about, um, it's a little bit more than an hour away for me to get there. So I was already panicking before I left the house. And um, so that was like, you know, my heart racing really fast and not wanting to actually leave the house. Leaving the house itself was difficult. And um, so I started feeling really teary just in my bedroom, sitting there drinking my coffee and had the news on just trying to muster the the confidence to just go and then um, I got in the car and went to set my phone use my phone because my old GPS got me so lost the last time I went out that I decided oh I was just going to disconnect it and just use my uh, Google Maps from now on and I couldn't get the Bluetooth sound system to work with the GPS, so at least I had the visual, if nothing else, um, and then Audible wouldn't update, so my plan was to start listening to like a new audiobook while I was on my way to a writer's conference, and that wasn't working, so when I was at stoplights, I like rebooted the phone and eventually got the sound working again, but I ditched Audible and just turned on Stitcher and started to listen to Polly Weekly, which is one of my favorite podcasts. So um, Polly Weekly, if you don't know, is for people who are polyamorous or pansexual and kinky and just um, open relationships, open-minded. So you don't have to obviously be Polly to listen. It's really educational because it's a lot of communication lessons, no matter if you're monogamous or not. So I was listening to Polly Weekly, and it was an episode where Cunning Minx, the host, was talking with Reed Mahalo, who's another sex educator, and they were talking about threesomes and how do you invite people into one? How do you do that? How do you even make the moves? And 
Um, so, I, like I said, I started, I had been feeling anxious, but I was in the car, and then I was really mad at the phone, so I was anxious from that. And I started to calm down, listening to them, having their nice co- conversation. And they're great public speakers. They're very, um, you know, used to public speaking, so they're easy to listen to. And Reed was talking about, in you know, extending the invitation to somebody to have a, a threesome. And at which point it was... Um, uh, he said he admitted, you know, to to Minx. He's like, so I've had a crush on Minx for ten years, and I and and we're going to use her as an example. If I were to come up to her and say, you know, you know, so uh, just so you know, I'm interested in you, and I was thinking that, you know, if, whatever your state sex practices are, hey, would you be interested in a threesome? And at, at which point the and was just so appropriate because then the GPS kicked in and said, and continue on I-287 South. And that might take extra lube. I don't know that move. So going down 287 and uh, Minx is saying, you know, playing her part in the role playing here. And she's like, okay, at which point I'd probably take my pants down, bend over something, say spank me, and turn right on Route 18. Okay. Maybe that's a thing. No, I know I was following my GPS, obviously, because it's the automated voice. But it was hilarious. Anyway, if you were me in the car alone. And, um,. Being anxious, I needed something to laugh at, so it was good. So then I get to uh, the really congested area of the, you know, exiting off of the the interstate there, and um, a spider starts walking across my windshield on the outside. So if you're not paying attention to my more personal blog posts at amberunmass.com, or if you're not on, I, I only let certain people on my Facebook actual like profile. Um, then you might not be aware of how bad things have gotten this year with, um, you know, I've told people about my skin that I've been having these hive problems and I've become like allergic to a lot of things. Like one, one bug bite will just set me off. Like I have chicken pox. So, um, so bugs and I, uh, I've always had kind of a bug phobia and my tolerance level comes and goes. And this is the weird thing about my particular experience with anxiety is it can fluctuate. You know, some days something will bother me and other days it won't. Um, But if it's at a point where I'm really critical with my stress level, it's going to be explosively bad. So um, to give you an idea, I one year uh, went three months where I couldn't touch anyone else's skin. I wore gloves everywhere I went. Um, I had a lot of conventions that particular year, and I was dating someone. So, um, and I couldn't touch anybody. Um, and it made, obviously, sleeping in separate rooms a deal, and eventually sleeping in the same room with pillows between us and stuff. So, um, it gets bad. Like, it, I get really bad. Um, so with a spider walking across my windshield this morning, um, 
you know, I'd like to think that I'm Red Sonia sometimes and can just, you know, tackle anything. But um, that's, you know, it's not reality. So the spider upset me enough that even though I hit my windshield wiper and squashed it, I just started crying driving in the car again. Like, and in five minutes it was over, but I had to hold it enough together to drive and not wreck the car. And I, I mean, it was really awful traffic at that point, so I wasn't moving very fast anyway. Um, but that's what it's like being me and why sometimes when my friends ask me out, I feel like an awful person and say, I, you know, I, you know, you don't want to be around me. You really don't. So, um, I got to New Brunswick and I got to the Hyatt fine and I got into the conference room fine. So that was, you know, the, that worst part was, was over, but I mean, it was three panic attacks before I even like started my day. Um, so now to get to like the interesting part of like what I was really doing. Um, so it was called Deadly Ink. So it was about, uh, people who are mystery writers or trying to be and whatever, however you categorize yourself. A lot of people don't like the word aspiring. Um, so, uh, whatever. Uh, I just say writer. Um, and, the the swag bag was great. I'm going to hold this up because it actually was really great. So the swag bag, you know, has their Deadly Ink sign, and it was filled with stuff, including um, an entire book for writing and a magazine for, um, you know, writing short stories. Um, and it had the program guide and some invitations of other information and things going on. So the program guide, uh, I was flipping through, and it's pretty funny with how bad it is, okay? I mean, it has the information. It does its job in the sense that there's the schedule and the information about all of the authors. Those pages look really nice, but the, um, there are <laughs> the pages with the ads are so badly done that it's like, hey, we're writers and didn't know to go call an artist to put this book together. So the the one ad in particular, um, I don't mean to just pick on these people, but njindie.com, like some of these words actually have the green squiggle underline that Microsoft does <laughs> to tell you there's something wrong in your sentence. And it was like they screen captured it or something instead of making text boxes. Like I just don't know what happened with this program. So you're a professional organization, your program should look professional. Um, the other thing that was was really weird was that there was no uh, refreshments at all. There was no coffee hour during the registration. Now, last year when I went to Philadelphia and went to the Mystery Writers of America Academy there, there was a typical continental kind of spread when you got there. Coffee, juice, muffins, some fruit, and it was really nice, and bottled water and drinks, soft drinks and stuff, all throughout the day. So at this um, Hyatt, I don't know if it's the Hyatt's fault or if it was just the convention being cheap, I don't know. Um, the only thing there was water, and it was in cups that, you know, you had to go refill. So that was disappointing. So a couple of people found a cafe downstairs where they, you know, paid three bucks for coffee and got muffins and whatever. So that stuff was, that really needs improvement, 
if you're going to be hosting some kind of convention. Now, I don't know how many people will show up overall because it's a three-day event and there's obviously going to be different people there. Maybe some people are there the whole weekend, some are not. Obviously, like me, I said, I was only there today. So I don't know if there was something like, well, we just don't count Friday. We're not going to give those people anything. Maybe. I don't know. I just don't know. So um, my first teacher was Jane Cleland, I think is how you pronounce her last name. And she was awesome and wonderful, and she gave a class on writing red herrings. She explained um, cozy mysteries in particular, which is my genre of choice, and um, explained the rules of what makes a cozy, which um, I break, and I don't mind breaking, and I think it's okay to break the rules as long as you know everybody says, oh, you need to understand the rules to break them. Okay, well, the deal with cozy mysteries is it's usually female protagonists. It's targeted to women around 40 and older, um, sometimes younger, but usually usually middle-aged women are the protagonists. Now, there's no reason that all of them need to come off like demure June Cleaver soccer moms. Like, that just doesn't need to happen. So I make my protagonist and her best friend, like, very realistic people, they're going to curse at each other. They're going to call each other bitch. And, um, y you know, like, that's just the way it is. So one of the things for cozies is you're not supposed to curse. And, you know, no graphic violence, no graphic sex. You know, I, I get the graphic violence part because then you're dealing in more hard case crime stuff. You know, so I don't know. Maybe my book won't get published or maybe it'll only be marketable for self-publishing. But that's that's just one of those things. And when my mother read it, she said the same thing, like, wow, there's cursing. I didn't expect that. I'm like, have you met me? So the red herrings were cool. We did some exercises, like, every few minutes. Every time, you know, she explained another style of red herring, we took time to actually write out little vignettes or, or work through something. And then we broke for an hour and a half for lunch, where, again, we were on our own which they told us ahead of time, at least in the registration, that your lunch you were responsible for. So it was New Brunswick. It was actually a really nice day. I just walked a few blocks, found a place with great veggie burger, and I was happy. And then the afternoon was with Katherine Johnson, who was just really delightful, really easy to talk to, um, a good public speaker. You know, like I said, these people are... are used to, they, they do these workshops and conferences, and a lot of them are teachers. Um, Katherine Johnson happens to be a teacher, I think, in the Washington, D.C. area. So she writes under different pen names also. And uh, one of my questions, actually my, my the only question I actually asked during the day was about that, since people are still saying it's best to submit certain style manuscripts under a man's name instead of under a woman's name. Um, and she, she just said that there's no way to predict what the market is going to do, if it's ever going to change. You know, romances are still, you know, I guess, girly chick lit books or whatever. And sci-fi books, you still use your initials. And so I don't know what the deal with mysteries is. I, I just don't know why men are opposed to reading female authors. Whatever. You don't want to read my book. Don't read it. Um, so the, the thing that she really talked about was um, how to do like a boot camp. She teaches an eight-week class to write a, a complete draft of a novel 
that's not the revision part, but that's the draft. And she did bring up NaNoWriMo. Um, a couple of us in the class have done that. And uh, she has a book to, for, you know, if you can't obviously get to that area to take the class. So she basically tried to condense the information of what she teaches in eight weeks into two hours and just gave us the highlights of what she goes over. And she brought up really good points about people with busy schedules, um, how to, you know, if you're going to write 90 minutes a day, if you're the type of person that can keep to time constraints and do that, you know, you just figure out where your 90 minutes can be. It can be an hour in the morning and then a half an hour at your lunch or, you know, while your kid's playing, you know, soccer or baseball or whatever, you can sit in the car and write. Uh, so she she gave all kinds of different ideas and scenarios. Um, a lot of people talked about, you know, going to a cafe. And um, then somebody behind me asked this perfect question about, well, you know, what if you just stare at your screen for the first hour until you, you know, you feel like you're going? And she said, okay, well, then you're the type of person, instead of setting a time schedule, set yourself a page count. Or And what I do is I set a word count. So that's what works for me. Everybody's different. Um, I also happen to be a morning person. A lot of people are not. Um, I don't understand people that I see on Twitter at 2 in the morning and they're talking about working because my brain shuts off by like 1 p.m. Like in the afternoon. I am just, I, I don't want to be much into deep thought after that. I can't imagine 2 a.m. That's just not happening. I have to be really, really wide awake, wired by something. It would be really rare. So, hey, if you're a night owl, awesome, good for you. I'm not. So, um, that's basically what Deadly Ink was like for me. It was informative. The teachers were good. Like I said, they could use some improvements as far as organization and running it. Um, so, I guess, I don't know. I'll, I mean, I'll keep up and check around and see if, you know, they, they do this every year. Maybe I'll do it next year. I don't know. Maybe I'll get be at a point where I can do all three days. Um, like they had some big banquets and stuff going on, and Brad Parks, who I you know I know from Twitter, a couple other people that I know from Twitter were going to be there. So I never got to see those people. But um, so hi, <laughs> um, and that's really it for you know vodka o'clock this week. And I know it's really personal and stuff. So thank you for listening and tolerating it. And um, leave your comments on the, the website. If you have any questions, you know I'm pretty much willing to talk about anything. So I might not want to talk that moment. But I'm, I am really open to answering questions. So if you do want to ask me about something really, you know, how I get through these personal challenges, just ask. Maybe, uh, you know, if it's not already answered in a blog post, then maybe I'll actually address it, you know, in a comment or something. So thank you for listening and watching, and go to patreon.com slash amberonmasked, and you can pledge whatever you're capable of. Um, there are uh, really cool options with Patreon. You can max, basically max your bid, like, if you want. If you want to, you know, say, okay, well, I'll sponsor a dollar a week, but I don't want to go over $3 in a month. You can put a max for three. That's fine. And, um, there, you know, if you have any problems with Patreon, let me know, and I'll try to get answers for you. I know some people are, have had problems with the checkout system. And that's it. Thanks. <laughs>